How to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're vital. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Okay, welcome to episode 441, where I sat down with Amy Johnson. She's known for some stunt work in movies like Accidental Man with Scott Atkins, also in Deadpool 2, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Suicide Squad, the list goes on and on. Before we jump in, though, I want to introduce my virtual assistant. Some of you may know her if you read some of my emails, but she's also my podcast producer, Miriam Munoz. She's done such a great job here. I wanted to start having her on the show, make a little bit more conversational, let you guys know what we're doing week to week with some courses we're coming out with and everything else. Um, first, tell me, like, Miriam, what was your thoughts about listening to this interview with Amy? I thought it was really interesting to get to know a little bit more about stunt performance. Like I've always known that they are there, but I never, I never like give, give too much thought of what they exactly do. And I was really surprised when she started talking about her work in video games. Because for some reason, like I just thought it was animated. Like, uh, I, I, I don't know why, but I, I didn't thought stunt performance actually got to do that so i thought that was really cool hearing her talk about her experience with that and how it helped her and yeah like she's just really interesting she talks about her experience wanting to be an actor plus doing her stunts and how like kind of the hollywood um or the industry thought of things about doing that which was <laughs> we was not surprising but also um, weird to hear someone being open about like, hey, people don't actually like when you're trying to get into or move into different areas. Yeah, it's a weird like juxtaposition too, because it's like we praise actors who do stunts, but if a stunt person wants to start acting, or at least that's kind of the way she's going about it, it's almost like frowned upon, which is like yes. so odd, you know? So she's actually written a book called How to Stunt in Hollywood, Insight and Advice from World-Class Stunt Performers, Stunt Professionals. She's interviewed dozens of people and kind of talked about how to break in, which is really interesting. Um, and this, of course, is part of the bigger documentary series I'm working on, Daredevil Society. You can find out more at daredevilsociety.com. You can watch a teaser. You can watch a couple of new um, little videos about the movie Extraction, also Steve McQueen's Bullet. Um, but this is really just like part of that bigger interview, that, that eight-hour documentary that's coming out next year, one of my first things we've worked on. Uh, Marianne's been helping me kind of get that together, organizing interviews. I'm very thankful for everything she's doing behind the scenes. Anything else that stood out to you is we've talked to a few women stunt performers now, Cheryl Lewis as well recently, uh, Charlene Royer not long ago. Anything else that kind of stood out about some of these women we're talking to recently? I thought it was kind of funny how both Amy and Cheryl, like they're interested in stunt performing comes literally from their dads, from their families. Yeah. Like both have like that in common uh just like families who were really into action um amy's dad was i think a martial um artist a martial like he did something related to martial arts and cheryl's dad i think he was like a professor or something i can't remember now but um, he like 
used to watch with her like action movies and explain how it worked, like the, the stunts and stuff. So I thought that was like a, a funny coincidence. I don't know if that happens with all the stunt performers, but I thought that was very curious. Yeah, it's super interesting. We've, and we've got some more of those interviews coming out soon. We've talked to a lot of great, uh, we've really been uh, leaning into the females of Hollywood and some performers there. So we've got, look for some more great episodes coming out soon, kind of within that realm. And of course, you can always find out more over at daredevilsociety.com. Uh, but enough talking, let's jump into that interview. Here is my conversation with Amy Johnston. So I grew up doing martial arts. My father was a martial arts instructor and a a five-time world kickboxing champion, and he owned a martial arts school in this small town in um, Wyoming called Gillette. And uh, I grew up doing martial arts all day, every day, um, watching a lot of martial arts films, um, you know, all the classics and the Bruce Lee and the Jackie Chan, the Jet Li, and then, um, you know, the females of Cynthia Rothrock, the Michelle Yao, um, Cheng Pei Pei. And that was my inspiration growing up. I also did dance and theater um and i i liked to move and i liked to act and um the only thing that really made sense for me once i got out of high school was to um try to you know go for my dream and uh, you know do some action in films and i know the number one goal i wanted when i was young was just to like be in a music video <laughs> um and I've, I've done a lot since then you know and obviously the goals keep going up and up but uh yeah, I, I just got started by uh, my environment. You know, my whole family was martial artists and uh, that's what I watched. And uh, that was what inspired me. Was there any early misconceptions you had about moving into film work? I mean, obviously you have to kind of pull your punches, but what are some other things that were maybe unexpected? So many things, uh, so many things. I mean, you know, I was young. I was like 18 years old. I moved out to LA by myself, uh, like with my little minivan, you know, and uh, I was a nice little sweet Wyoming girl. And uh, it's a rude, intense world in this industry sometimes. And you have to really promote yourself. And uh, that was really hard for me. And one of the most unexpected things, I guess I was just um, young and dumb, I guess. So there were so many things that were unexpected. But um, as far as like transferring martial arts from fighting and techniques to actual film um, is very different. Yeah, pulling your punches, exaggerating movements. And, um, you know, it's a very different game. It's more like dance choreography than actual fighting. So uh, definitely a big shift of learning how to make things look good for the camera it was big, like you said. How did your goals kind of shift in the beginning? Were you trying to like work closely with an actress who resembled you or was it more about the job or type of work? What were some of those thoughts and transitions for you? Uh, so initially, you know, I always wanted to do my own stunts. So I was always trying to do acting and stunts at the same time. It was never, I never thought about like finding an actress who I resembled. I just wanted to create with people and, uh, act and do martial arts. And that's all I really thought about in the beginning. And so my entire strategy was just finding people that I enjoyed creating with and creating things. So I first worked with a team called Thousand Pounds Action Company, and we did a lot of uh, videos based off like anime and video games that we really enjoyed and we cared about. And uh, that got us some, some eyes. And then I was able to finally get my foot into the door into auditions um, and jobs like that. And then uh, the resembling the actresses, I don't ever really kind of look for that. 
Um, but sometimes it does happen, you know, I'll resemble actresses or at least the body shape, but most of the time it's just more specific skills of what, um, what the production needs. What does your uh, resume look like now in terms of like skill sets and things? What are you kind of expertise in? Do you lean towards some things over other things? Yeah, so I'm definitely uh, more so an actress than a stunt woman these days. I am an actress who does my own stunts most of the time when I can. Um, and definitely the fighting, the on-screen fighting, that's always my thing. And um, I'm capable of doing a lot of other things, but I'm not an expert in like horseback riding or motorcycles and cars. I can do these things at a very base level, but my number one is uh, fight scenes and acting and um, wire work. You know, I've taken a lot of big hits in my career and I don't, it's not something I promote anymore because I, uh, I definitely focus more on the acting and uh, I do a lot of things in uh, the video game world as well. Do, do you mean like wearing like the, the ping pong balls, that kind of thing? Is that kind of what you're doing with video <laughs> games? Yeah. So you're in this onesie and those balls are like, they have a reflective tape on them and there's a bunch of cameras and you're in a volume and those cameras pick up on the reflection and it's located on certain points of your body to get like uh, the movement of your body and then they'll place a character on top of you. It's pretty incredible. Um, and I've been doing like, I've, I do a lot of video games. I've done them for more than a decade now. It's one of my favorite playgrounds because it's just um, kind of, you just improv all day and make believe and uh, really cool people. It's very different than the film industry. Yeah, I would imagine it's more like they're kind of filming you from all angles as opposed to you really have to get certain things right for a single camera in a movie. Exactly. It's very different. And a lot of times with like cinematics for certain games, like God of War is a good example. You know, they're very cinematically driven and uh, they kind of know where their camera, where they want their camera. But for most of the time for like gameplay shoots um, and mechanics for the characters, you're just doing the movements um, and the animator will tweak things here and there. But uh, the best part is that if you take any stunt falls, you can use a bunch of pads because, you know, you're not going to see the ground. So that's a really cool part too. <laughs> now that you kind of mentioned that I saw uh, the stunt woman doc that came out a couple of years ago. One big issue for women is, you know, if you think of Wonder Woman versus Batman, you, there's nowhere to put pads. What are some other problems that women's face that men do not face or that you've noticed? Um, well, I think in general, you know, uh, it's a very man dominated arena and it has been for a long time, you know, men were doubling women, uh, and, uh, I don't think it happens anymore in the U S uh, that I'm aware of maybe for smaller things, but, uh, I think women in general have had a much more difficult time, uh, to be taken seriously, you know, and it's not a, a disrespectful thing. A lot of times, I think it's more so just trying to be, you know, I think it's trying to be respectful from a man. I think they're trying to keep women safe and things, but um, that's also kind of uh, suppressed women in a way. And so now it's very different though. Uh, there's so many more women coming into the stunt industry and we see more female action films, you know, so it's definitely getting better, but the pads, yeah, we, we hardly get to wear pads. Um, and if we do, there are these small little gels, uh, which were used with like figure skaters and you can kind of place them in your, your tight leggings and things like that. If you get leggings and not a dress, but, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, different issues and problems for both men and women, you know, things aren't perfect yet, but, uh, women have definitely had to, and continue to prove themselves 
but there's less competition too for women. So I don't know, you know, there's so much competition for men. So that's difficult for them as well, I'm sure. Are there any, so you mentioned like Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh, are there any certain stunts or movies that really send out to you anything that like, you're like, I, I want to go do that because of this scene or this fight or this movie? Yeah, for sure. My my classic in my mind is always a crouching tiger hidden dragon with um, Zhang Yi and uh, Michelle Yao. The you know the the weapon fight with them is really beautiful, and just that film in general. I like the uh, like the Asian cinematics of of how they film and the music and the love story. Uh, I like that whole film and that fight scene is beautiful. So all that's cool, and then just any of the like eighties Hong Kong action era, you know. Um, from what I understand, a lot of people would just get together and create fight scenes like on the spot and then create a story sometimes after like that's, you know, that's kind of what I started doing when I came out here. So that speaks to me. I really enjoy that. And I love seeing the action in the camera without a bunch of editing and, you know, having to cut away from the actors because they're, they're actually doing these movements. So you, you have so much more to play with. Um, so yeah. Yeah, have you seen things start to change more? It seems like, and I, I'm using more guy references, but with like Jason Bourne and Keanu Reeves movies that like the audiences kind of expect the lead to do a lot of, maybe not stunts, but fighting is it kind of how Keanu Reeves would describe it as opposed to like stunt work. Is it is more things expected today from actors? Mm, I think uh, I think if you're doing an action film, you know, from 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 what I've been a part of in the past for most big budgeted films, um, they don't really expect the actors to do much. Uh, most of the time, if you don't see the actor's face, it's the stunt person running, it's the stunt person standing there while the other character's talking to them. Sometimes it's really the stunt performers who are doing so much. And so I think for the actors, it's more so their job to act and perform that physically, you know, and most actors are great with that. It's just like a liability issue for yeah. them to not get hurt. But, um, you know, people like Keanu Reeves, he takes it to another level. And I think that's one of the reasons why those films do so well is because you see him doing those things on on film. So it, it's more impactful. Same for like Charlize Theron. You know, I think she does a good job and uh, she it, it looks like more impactful. Um, and it matters to the audience. The audience isn't stupid. So to answer your question, no, I don't think actors are expected to know any of that, just end in a cool pose. But if they can, it's going to make the film way better. What kind of sends out to some of those shoots like that where they are focused on action? It is important. I mean, it seems like one thing that's obvious is they have a lot more time for training. They have a lot more time to actually film the action scenes. What are some things uh, you see and some problems that are not like what are, what's missing from a good action movie okay um I think there's you know I think there's good stuff out there I think there's a lot of good teams and I think one of the one of the best things is to have somebody direct it or produce it who understands action you know like the 8711 guys they know what they're doing they know how to shoot it they know how to create a fun action flick and that's very important I think a lot of times um the recipe that has worked for Hollywood doesn't always work for action films you know getting a name actor and then having to train them and a director who might be good with drama but you're missing out on like the action directing you know sometimes I would recommend bringing in an action director or at least speaking with somebody who can really help you with the angles and definitely always trying to find an actor who is capable of you know doing these things you're saving lots of money and time and um 
Yeah, so I always think that uh, the best way forward on an action film is to bring in people who care about it and uh, understand it. So you mentioned kind of, I think this is something Jackie Chan said one time too, he wanted to kind of transition from stuntman actor to actor who does stunts. That's kind of what you were saying. Is that kind of inevitable? Is that like, I mean, it seems like a lot of stunt people either move into acting or maybe they move into stunt coordinating. Is that the best way for longevity in this career? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of stunt people who are in this industry for a long time and are still hitting the ground and wanting to do stair falls at 60 and stuff and get hit by cars, which is, is crazy, but they love it. Um, yeah, I think the, you know, a nice route these days is uh, going back to 8711, kind of seeing how they've all transitioned into kind of making their own films and uh, going from stunts to stunt coordinator or fight coordinator to second unit director or to director, you know, or people like Sam Hargrave, uh, things like that is a, is a good uh, transition for people. For me, I always wanted to do, my goal was always acting and then doing my own stuff. So uh I like doing it all. Um, it's not like a transition. It's just stuff that I've been doing at the same time. It's just more like uh, how I promote it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Has anything changed about your workout routines? Do you pretty much focus on workouts that will help you the most within the martial arts realm? Or do you kind of do a variety of things that change per project? Yeah. Um, so I'm a really all over the place kind of person. I get bored easily. And uh, so it works out well for me. Each project needs something different for me, whether that's like more gymnastics or um, I started learning Kapoeta because I needed that for something or I delved more into Penchox a lot for a job. So I'm always changing kind of what I'm training for the moment. But overall, I like to, you know, at least keep my cardio and, and lift some weights and um, just like for my mental as well. So I'm always trying to do something and I try to keep it fun hiking and rock climbing and uh, learning new things is important for me. So yes, it does. It does shift a lot. Did you have any early like mentors in the field who kind of helped you either like get started or gave you some good advice, maybe specifically for women? Yeah, definitely. Um, so my biggest struggle, uh, besides being super shy, trying to get into the industry was that I was trying to do acting and stunts at the same time. And most stunt performers would say, um, that's terrible, Amy, don't do that. You're disrespecting stunt performers. And then, you know, uh, the acting side would say like, you know, if you're an actor doing stunts, you're really just a stunt person. Like there's this whole confusion and they, the two don't really, uh, they're not married. Um, and so uh, one of the people that got me one of my first jobs, his name was Danny Wayne. Uh, he saw some YouTube videos I did and he brought me in and uh, put me through some, some skill tests to see if I was good enough on a wire and things like that. And uh, he got me my first job, like real SAG job um, on a show called uh, Pair of Kings. And he was somebody who always said, you know, you can do both, you'll pave the way, you're fine, you know, you'll figure it out. Um, but most uh, people in the industry uh, definitely uh, don't agree with that. So he was one that was very inspiring to me. And then, um, yeah, there's been there's been some good women in the industry for sure that I've looked up to. Um, I looked up to Zoe Bell definitely, um, but mainly Danny Wayne. I'll always remember him. Kind of, you know, you just need one person to believe in you to kind of jumpstart, or else you can't get anywhere in this industry. It's all, it's all um, just who you know. So definitely Danny Wayne. 
Are there any other difficulties you like? So I'm, I'm introverted, but I'm a writer amongst other writers. So it's more common. I would imagine more stunt people are probably more extroverted. Is there any other uh, advice you might have for introverted stunt people or action people out there? Yeah, I would say it matters. It matters. Your relationships matter. Um, because at the end of the day, people want to work with their friends. They would rather most of the time, if it's between two people who are equally as talented or one is a little bit more, they're going to choose the person who they can get along with throughout the day, maybe brings good advice, listens well, you know, you have a fun time on set with. So those relationships are everything. Um, and when you're on set and you are nervous and shy, just remember that most people are as well. And it's, uh, try to look more outwards. And uh, something I always think about when I'm on a project is uh, just to get out of my my ego and my mind is just to think about the actual project of like, what what am I bringing to help this project? I'm here for this project. I'm not here for my ego. Um, and uh, these people here may be relationships I can work with in the future. So just kind of keeping an open mind, um, not forcing who you aren't, but um definitely putting some some thought into that arena is important are there any particular stunts from some of your well-known films that kind of stand out to you that you kind of maybe describe a little bit about what happened what the difficulties were and that kind of thing yeah actually i would love to talk about this one uh so uh, i did a film last year wait was it last year i don't remember it's a blur i'm sorry it's called the mother it's with j-lo where she called me in for my fighting skills and i uh, ended up doing this stunt and I ended up breaking my wrist um, and uh, that sucked. I was in Vancouver, you know, with an injury like that was very unfortunate, but I did the stunt like six or seven, six times on the seventh time I injured myself. And uh, it was because my ego got in the way. Um, the six times were great. They wanted to change something. And instead of kind of stopping and taking a moment my adrenaline was getting me pretty aggressively and I was excited um and I didn't adjust what I needed to and I ended up really injuring myself so um it's important to always like it doesn't matter you know how slow you may look in the moment because at the end of the day you need your body for the rest of your career or as long as possible so it's important to take those moments and um, I thought I had gone through all of those things in the past, but uh, it popped up again and I injured myself. So that was very unfortunate. Um, but some of my favorite stunts have been, uh, I did this really cool stunt on Captain America Winter Soldier. I was one of the doubles for Scarlett Johansson with Heidi Moneymaker. And uh, we did this cool uh, stunt on the highway where we like dropped out of a a car door and we slid down the highway and we went off this ramp and there were cars exploding everywhere, you know, and then I got a swing under a bridge. All that was really memorable because that was one of my first big jobs. And um, yeah, but there's a lot of, a lot of fun stair falls and a lot of, lots of crazy fight scenes and concussions. <laughs> um, there's a lot. It's been, it's been, it's been a lot of hitting the ground and fighting people. <laughs> What was the scene? So with I'm, I'm supposed to be interviewing Heidi, I think at some point as well. Were you both playing Scarlet, doing different things, or were you playing different characters? Yeah. So Heidi, um, we were both doubling the same character. We were both doubling Black Widow, mm -hmm. um, but Heidi, you know, had been doubling that character for a long time. That's her girl. I came in as a second unit or additional stunt double. Um, to do more of the fight scenes. Um, and I ended up doing that really cool highway slide 
and um, definitely swing under the bridge. And Heidi is one of those people you were talking about earlier that was inspiring. And she, um, watching how she moves and how she kind of deals with adversity on set as a professional um, when I was so young and new in the industry was, was very inspiring to see. When you are doubling something, which I know is not maybe your like specialty, what are people, what are some things people don't think about? You you have to kind of mimic maybe the actor's walk, a, a type of fighting style. What are some certain things that you kind of have to come in knowing or preparing for? Yeah, of course. Um, definitely. I think it's always nice when you get to kind of train with the actor or you've worked with the actor before, because it really is that when, you know, they cut from the actor um, running with their face coming to the camera and you, you know, they cut to you behind you, you running, you have to have the same run and speed and um, you have to understand the character. You have to understand the acting of the character so that you can perform the fight scenes with the intention of, you know, how this actress is portraying the character. These are all really important things to have that unity. So it's nice to, it's nice to be able to have time to like get to know the actor and train with them and train them because yes, it's, um, you have to be one, you know, you have to be very much in sync and understand each other. And so the Black Widow's fighting style is, is very, is it a combination of things like judo, jujitsu? Like, tell me a few of the styles that are kind of mashed together to make it so visually appealing when she's in a fight like that. Yeah, I mean, I think Heidi would definitely answer that better because she's been working with her for so long. And I think she kind of created that um, style. But for me, when I was working with Heidi on the fight scenes, it was more so just like, you know, obviously the character's agile and quick and she's small, but skilled. So she has to be able to get around these bigger guys and use her body uh, in a way that can kind of propel them um, and really defend herself. And so it's more of, you know, this is a scenario. Um, this is where she needs to be. And this is where she needs to end. This is the script. Now, what can we come up with in that arena that's going to look cool and kind of believable that this smaller woman is you know taking out these guys and very skilled so she uses some jkd sometimes she you know some trapping um gymnastics kind of a blend of things judo a little bit yeah it depends so kind of what you just described there, uh, is it typically that you work with a stunt coordinator to, and they show you the script and the, it might just be two or three lines. You have to figure out maybe three or four minutes of action. Is that kind of your take on that? Yeah, it depends on the film. If it's a film that you're on for, you know, six months or I guess it just depends on the production. But uh, from my uh, personal point of view is, uh, or my experience, we, the stunt team usually, receives the script and you get to read through it entirely and then you'll break down each fight scene and each stunt um, especially if you're on the main stunt team um, and then you'll start working on each one and pre-vising them which you know we will have somebody specifically there um, whether it's a fight coordinator or somebody uh, else for the filming of the action and then we you know create we put on camera and then we send that to the director and the production and a lot of times uh, they will just shoot it exactly how we shot it which is cool and sometimes you know they might uh, have more notes of moments that they need things like that but the stunt team you know kind of sometimes they go through the dialogue we put in special effects sometimes we build the whole world um, so the previs and that kind of creation of reading through the script and breaking it down is is a very important and crucial part of what we do.
You, you mentioned a lot of great advice already. Uh, you might advise people to kind of join smaller teams, film some shorts, that kind of thing. But if you were starting today, how might you try and break into the industry? Yeah, I think today is so different because you have social media. So, um, you know, I always tell people to utilize that as much as it may feel weird to self-promote yourself if you can do it in a way that feels good to you and things that you're proud of. And uh, most importantly, surround yourself with people who uh, you feel comfortable around and who push you and motivate you um, and expand, expand your knowledge, keep learning. I have a book on this. It's called uh, How to Stunt in Hollywood, uh, where I basically interviewed uh, several top stunt performers, coordinators, directors, um, about advice on how to get in the industry and what to expect and things like that. Uh, because it's such an, uh, it's a question that is difficult to answer. There's a lot of different routes. So uh, that book's on Amazon for anybody who uh, may want some more perspective or have any questions on, you know, ways to get in the industry. But at the end of the day, film, create, learn, um, and learn more than just your industry learn financials learn uh health you know because these things uh you can make a bunch of money but if you don't know what to do with it then you're just right back there and um same with health so you know expand your knowledge keep working keep building same hustle as a lot of other jobs thanks so much for tuning into the show before you take off i want to give you a free gift I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. And if it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.